Chapter Eight of Studies of Trees by J. J. Levison. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by K. Hand. Chapter Eight: Our Common Woods, Their Identification, Properties, and Uses. Woods have different values for various practical purposes because of their peculiarities in structure. A knowledge of the structural parts of wood is therefore necessary as a means of recognizing the wood and of determining why one piece is stronger, heavier, tougher, or better adapted for a given service than another. Structure of Wood If one examines a cross-section of the bowl of a tree, he will note that it is comprised of several distinct parts. At the very center is a small core of soft tissue known as the pith. It is of much the same structure as the pith of cornstalk or elder, with which all are familiar. At the outside is the bark, which forms a protective covering over the entire woody system. In any but the younger stems, the bark is composed of an inner, live layer, and an outer or dead portion. Between the pith at the center and the bark at the outside is the wood. It will be noted that the portion next to the bark is white or yellowish in color. This is the sapwood. It is principally through the sapwood that the water taken in by the roots is carried up to the leaves. In some cases, the sapwood is very thin, and in others it is very thick, depending partly on the kind of tree and partly on its age and vigor. The more leaves on a tree, the more sapwood it must have to supply them with moisture. Very young trees are all sapwood, but as they get older, part of the wood is no longer needed to carry sap and it becomes heartwood. Heartwood is darker than the sapwood, sometimes only slightly, but in other instances it may vary from a light brown color to jet black. It tends to fill with gums, resins, pigments, and other substances, but otherwise its structure is the same as that of the sapwood. The wood of all our common trees is produced by a thin layer of cells just beneath the bark, the cambium. The cambium adds new wood on the outside of that previously formed, and new bark on the inside of the old bark. A tree grows most rapidly in the spring, and the wood formed at that time is much lighter, softer, and more porous than that formed later in the season, which is usually quite hard and dense. These two portions, known as early wood or spring wood, and late wood or summer wood, together make up one year's growth and are for that reason called annual rings. Trees such as palms and yucca do not grow in this way, but their wood is not important enough in this country to warrant a description. If the end of a piece of oak wood is examined, a number of lines will be seen radiating out toward the bark like the spokes in a wheel. These are the medullary rays. They are present in all woods, but only in a few species are they very prominent to the unaided eye. These rays produce the flakes or mirrors that make quarter-sawed, radially cut wood so beautiful. They are thin plates or sheets of cells lying in between the other wood cells. They extend out into the inner bark. While much may be seen with the unaided eye, better results can be secured by the use of a good magnifying glass. The end of the wood should be smoothed off with a very sharp knife. A dull one will tear and break the cells so that the structure becomes obscured. With any good hand lens, a great many details will then appear which before were not visible. In the case of some woods like oak, ash, and chestnut, it will be found that the early wood contains many comparatively large openings called pores. Pores are cross-sections of vessels which are little tube-like elements running throughout the tree. The vessels are water carriers. A wood with its large pores collected into one row or in a single band is said to be ring porous. Figure 146 shows such an arrangement. A wood with its pores scattered throughout the year's growth instead of collecting in a ring is diffuse porous. Maple is of this character. All of our broadleaf woods are either ring porous or diffuse porous, though some of them, like the walnut, are nearly halfway between the two groups. 
if the wood of hickory for example be examined with a magnifying lens it will be seen that there are numerous small pores in the late wood while running parallel with the annual rings are little white lines these are lines of wood parenchyma wood parenchyma is found in all woods arranged sometimes in tangential lines sometimes surrounding the pores and sometimes distributed over the cross-section the dark horn-like portions of hickory and oak are the wood fibers they give the strength to wood in many of the diffuse porous woods the pores are too small to be seen with the unaided eye and in some cases they are not very distinct even when viewed with a magnifier it is necessary to study such examples closely in order not to confuse them with the woods of conifers the woods of conifers are quite different in structure from broadleaf woods though the difference may not always stand out prominently conifer woods have no pores their rays are always narrow and inconspicuous and the wood parenchyma is never prominent the woods of pines spruces larches and douglas fir differ from those of the other conifers in having resin ducts in pines these are readily visible to the naked eye appearing as resinous dots on cross sections and as pin scratches or dark lines on longitudinal surfaces the presence or absence of resin ducts is a very important feature in identifying woods hence it is very important to make a careful search for them when they are not readily visible how to identify a specimen of wood the first thing to do in identifying a piece of wood is to cut a smooth section at the end and note without the magnifier the color the prominence of the rays and pores and any other striking features if the pores are readily visible the wood is from a broadleaf tree if the large pores are collected in a ring it belongs to the ring porous division of the broadleaf woods if the rays are quite conspicuous and the wood is hard and heavy it is oak as the key given later will show close attention to the details of the key will enable one to decide to what group of oaks it belongs in most cases the structure will not stand out so prominently as in oak so that it is necessary to make a careful study with a hand lens if pores appear their arrangement both in the early wood and in the late wood should be carefully noted also whether the pores are open or filled with a froth like substance known as tyloses wood parenchyma lines should be looked for and if present the arrangement of the lines should be noted if no pores appear under the magnifying lens look closely for resin ducts if these are found note whether they are large or small numerous or scattered open or closed lighter or darker than the wood note also whether the late wood is very heavy and hard showing a decided contrast to the early wood or fairly soft and grating into the early wood without abrupt change weigh the peas in your hand smell a fresh cut surface to detect the odor if any and taste a chip to see if anything characteristic is discoverable then turn to the following key key one woods without pores conifers or so-called soft woods a woods with resin ducts one pines resin ducts numerous prominent fairly evenly distributed wood often pitchy resinous odor distinct clear demarcation between heart and sapwood there are two groups of pines soft and hard a soft pines wood light soft not strong even textured very easy to work change from early wood to late wood is gradual and the difference in density is not great b hard pines wood variable but typically rather heavy hard and strong unevenly textured fairly easy to work change from early wood to late wood is abrupt and the difference in density and color is very marked consequently alternate layers of light and dark wood show the wood of nearly all pines is very extensively employed in construction work and in general carpentry 2 douglas fir resin ducts less numerous and conspicuous than in the pines irregularly distributed often in small groups odorless or nearly so heartwood and sapwood distinct 
the wood is of two kinds in one the growth rings are narrow and the wood is rather light and soft easy to work reddish yellow in color in the other the growth rings are wide the wood is rather hard to work as there is great contrast between the weak early wood and the very dense late wood of the annual rings douglas fir is a tree of great economic importance on the pacific coast the wood is much like hard pine both in its appearance and its uses three spruces resin ducts few small unevenly distributed appearing mostly as white dots wood not resinous odorless the wood is white or very light colored with a silky luster and with little contrast between heart and sapwood it is a great deal like soft pine though lighter in color and with much fewer and smaller resin ducts the wood is used for construction carpentry oars sounding boards for musical instruments and paper pulp four tamarack resin ducts the same as in the spruces the color of the heartwood is yellowish or russet brown that of the distinct sapwood much lighter the wood is considerably like hard pine but lacks the resinous odor and the resin ducts are much fewer and smaller the wood is used largely for cross ties fence posts telegraph and telephone poles and to a limited extent for lumber in general construction b woods without resin ducts one hemlock the wood has a disagreeable rancid odor is splintery not resinous with a decided contrast between early and late wood color light brown with a slight tinge of red the heart little if any darker than the sapwood hemlock makes a rather poor lumber which is used for general construction also for cross ties and pulp two balsam fir usually odorless not splintery not resinous with little contrast between early and late wood color white or very light brown with a pinkish hue to the late wood heartwood little if any darker than the sapwood closely resembles spruce from which it can be distinguished by its absence of resin ducts the wood is used for paper pulp and mixture with spruce also for general construction to some extent three cypress odorless except in dark colored specimens which are somewhat rancid smooth surface of sound wood looks and feels greasy or waxy moderate contrast between early and late wood color varies from straw color to dark brown often with reddish and greenish tinge heartwood more deeply colored than the sapwood but without distinct boundary line wood used in general construction especially in places where durability is required also for shingles cooperage posts and poles four red cedar has a distinct aromatic odor wood uniform textured late wood usually very thin inconspicuous color deep reddish brown or purple becoming dull upon exposure numerous minute red dots often visible under lens sapwood white red cedar can be distinguished from all other conifers mentioned by the deep color of the wood and the very distinct aromatic odor wood is largely used for pencils also for chests and cabinets posts and poles it is very durable in contact with the ground western red cedar is lighter softer less deeply colored and less fragrant than the common eastern cedar it grows along the pacific coast and is extensively used for shingles throughout the country five redwood wood odorless and tasteless uniform textured light and weak rather coarse and harsh color light cherry close inspection under lens of a small split surface will reveal many little resin masses that appear as rows of black or amber beads which are characteristic of this wood redwood is confined to portions of the pacific coast it is used for house construction interior finish tanks and flumes shingles posts and boxes it is very durable woods with pores broadleaf or so-called hardwoods a ring porous one woods with a portion of the rays very large and conspicuous oak the wood of all the oaks is heavy hard and strong they may be separated into two groups the white oaks and the red or black oaks a white oaks 
Pores in early wood plugged with tyloses collected in a few rows. The transition from the large pores to the small ones in the late wood is abrupt. The latter are very small, numerous, and appear as irregular grayish bands widening toward the outer edge of the annual ring. Impossible usually to see into the small pores with magnifier. B. Red or black oaks. Pores are usually open, though tyloses may occur. The early wood pores are in several rows, and the transition to the small ones in late wood is gradual. The latter are fewer, larger, and more distinct than in white oak, and it is possible to see into them with a hand lens. The wood of the oaks is useful for all kinds of furniture, interior finish, cooperage, vehicles, cross ties, posts, fuel, and construction timber. 2. Woods with none of the rays large and conspicuous. A. Pores in late wood, small and in radial lines, wood parenchyma in inconspicuous tangential lines. Chestnut. Pores in early wood in a broad band, oval in shape, mostly free from tyloses. Pores in late wood, flame-like radial white patches that are plainly visible without lens. Color medium brown. Nearly odorless and tasteless. Chestnut is readily separated from oak by its weight and absence of large rays. From black ash by the arrangement of the pores in the late wood. From sassafras by the arrangement of the pores in the late wood. The less conspicuous rays and the lack of distinct color. The wood is used for cross ties, telegraph and telephone poles posts, furniture, cooperage, and tannin extract, durable in contact with the ground. b. Pores in late wood, small, not radially arranged, being distributed singly or in groups. Wood parenchyma around pores or extending wing-like from pores in late wood, often forming irregular tangential lines. 1. Ash. Pores in early wood, in rather broad band, occasionally narrow, oval in shape, tyloses present. Color brown to white, sometimes with reddish tinge to late wood. Odorless and tasteless. There are several species of ash that are classed as white ash and one that is called black or brown ash. A. White ash. Wood heavy, hard, strong, mostly light colored except in old heartwood, which is reddish. Pores in late wood, especially in the outer part of the annual ring, are joined by lines of wood parenchyma. B. Black ash. Wood more porous, lighter, softer, weaker, and darker colored than white ash. Pores in late wood fewer and larger and rarely joined by tangential lines of wood parenchyma. The wood of the ashes is used for wagon and carriage stock, agricultural implements, oars, furniture, interior finish, and cooperage. It is the best wood for bent work. 2. Locust. Pores in early wood in a rather narrow band, round, variable in size, densely filled with tyloses. Color varying from golden yellow to brown, often with greenish hue. Very thin sapwood, white. Odorless and almost tasteless. Wood extremely heavy and hard, cutting like horn. Locust bears little resemblance to ash, being harder, heavier, of a different color, with more distinct rays, and with the pores in late wood in larger groups. The wood is used for posts, cross ties, wagon hubs, and insulator pins. It is very durable in contact with the ground. C. Pores in late wood, comparatively large, not in groups or lines, Wood in parenchyma in numerous fine but distinct tangential lines. Hickory. Pores in early wood, moderately large, not abundant, nearly round. Filled with tyloses. Color brown to reddish brown, thick sapwood, white. Odorless and tasteless. Wood very heavy, hard, and strong. Hickory is readily separated from ash by the fine tangential lines of wood parenchyma and from oak by the absence of large rays. The wood is largely used for vehicles, tool handles, agricultural implements, athletic goods, and fuel. D. Pores in late wood, small and inconspicuous wavy tangential bands. Wood parenchyma not in tangential lines. Elm. 
pores in early wood not large and mostly in a single row figure 150 several rows in slippery elm round tyloses present color brown often with reddish tinge odorless and tasteless wood rather heavy and hard tough often difficult to split the peculiar arrangement of the pores in the late wood readily distinguishes elm from all other woods except hackberry from which it may be told by the fact that in elm the medullary rays are indistinct while they are quite distinct in hackberry moreover the color of hackberry is yellow or grayish yellow instead of brown or reddish brown as in elm the wood is used principally for slack cooperage also for hubs baskets agricultural implements and fuel b diffuse porous one pores varying in size from rather large to minute the largest being in the early wood intermediate between ring porous and diffuse porous black walnut color rich dark or chocolate brown odor mild but characteristic tasteless or nearly so wood parenchyma in numerous fine tangential lines wood heavy and hard moderately stiff and strong the wood is used principally for furniture cabinets interior finish molding and gun stocks two pores all minute or indistinct evenly distributed throughout annual ring a with conspicuously broad rays one sycamore rays practically all broad color light brown often with dark stripes or feather grain wood of medium weight and strength usually cross-grained difficult to split the wood is used for general construction woodenware novelties interior finish and boxes two beech with only a part of the rays broad the others very fine color pale reddish brown to white uniform wood heavy hard strong usually straight grained the wood is used for cheap furniture turnery cooperage woodenware novelties cross ties and fuel much of it is distilled b without conspicuously broad rays one cherry rays rather fine but very distinct color of wood reddish brown wood rather heavy hard and strong the wood is used for furniture, cabinet work, molding, interior finish, and miscellaneous articles. 2. Maple. With parts of the rays rather broad and conspicuous, the others very fine. Color light brown tinged with red. The wood of the hard maple is very heavy, hard, and strong. That of the soft maples is rather light, fairly strong. Maple most closely resembles birch, but can be distinguished from it through the fact that in maple the rays are considerably more conspicuous than in birch. The wood is used for slack cooperage, flooring, interior finish furniture musical instruments handles and destructive distillation three tulip tree yellow poplar or white wood rays all fine but distinct color yellow or brownish yellow sapwood white wood light and soft straight grained easy to work the wood is used for boxes woodenware tops and bodies of vehicles interior finish furniture and pulp four red or sweet gum rays all fine but somewhat less distinct than in tulip tree color reddish brown often with irregular dark streaks producing a watered effect on smooth boards thick sapwood grayish white wood rather heavy moderately hard cross-grained difficult to work the best grades of figured red gum resemble circassian walnut but the latter has much larger pores unevenly distributed and is less cross-grained than red gum the wood is used for finishing flooring furniture veneers slack cooperage boxes and gun stocks five black or sweet birch Rays variable in size, but all rather indistinct. Color brown, tinged with red, often deep and handsome. Wood heavy, hard, and strong. Straight-grained, readily worked. It is darker in color and has less prominent rays than maple. The wood is used for furniture, cabinet work, finishing, and distillation. 6. Cottonwood. 
Rays extremely fine and scarcely visible even under lens. Color pale dull brown or grayish brown. Wood light, soft, not strong. Straight grained, fairly easy to work. Cottonwood can be separated from other light and soft woods by the fineness of its rays, which is equaled only by willow, which it rather closely resembles. The wood is largely used for boxes, general construction, lumber, and pulp. How to judge the quality of wood. To know the name of a piece of wood means, in a general way, to know certain qualities that are common to all other pieces of wood of that species, but it does not explain the special peculiarities of the piece in question, or why that particular piece is more suitable or unsuitable for a particular purpose than another piece of the same species. The mere identification of the wood does not explain why a particular piece is tougher, stronger, or of darker color than another piece of the same species, or even of the same tree. The reason for these special differences lies in the fact that wood is not a homogeneous material like metal. Within the same tree, different parts vary in quality. The heartwood is generally heavier and of deeper color than the sapwood. The butt is superior to the topwood, and the manner in which the wood was sawed and dried will affect its quality. Knots, splits, checks, and discoloration due to incipient decay are defects worth considering. Wood that looks lusterless is usually defective, because the lack of luster is generally due to disease. Woods that are hard wear best. Hardness can be determined readily by striking the wood with a hammer and noting the sound produced. A clear ringing sound is a sign of hardness. The strength of a piece of wood can be judged by its weight after it is well dried. Heavy woods are usually strong. A large amount of late wood is an indication of strength and the production of a clear sound when struck with a hammer is also an evidence of strength. End of chapter 8